Hi again, this is World Pastor Tony Alamo. This is program number 620-620. If you'd like to have a copy of it, share and I'll tell you how at the end of the program. Uh, specify or let us know uh, what you want, a CD or an audio tape. They're free, including the postage and handling. We have some um, music and letters, plus a f- fabulous a message from God that will help you make it one day at a time. That's what we need to do. So right now, let's pray to God. Lord, let all the world pray unto you that there be justice and judgment, true justice and judgment, your justice, your judgment, and that uh, the iniquity is put to an end, that sin is put to an end. Uh, Sin, you stated, Lord, that they that sin are of the devil. They that sin, the wages of sin is death. All they that hate me, the word of God, loves death. Lord God, open the windows of heaven and pour life into people. Your words are life. They're spirit and they are eternal life. Lord God, uh, destroy the enemy of our souls, which is Satan. Rebuke him, that the souls may be saved and the the people in the, the body of Christ, those that hunger and thirst for your word, that wait at your door, Lord, and your gates, Lord, bless them and strengthen them. Open doors for us and close every door for Satan. Close every filthy door of his, Lord. Slam them shut and open doors for us in the mighty name of Jesus. Uh, and everyone says, Amen. Amen. And here's George Jones again to sing for you, I'll Fly Away. One of these days for sure it's going to happen. I'll Fly Away, George Jones. Some glad morning when this life is over, I'll fly away. Joy shall never end. 
child fly away. Amen. Praise the Lord, George. That was very good as usual. All right, now we have some uh, letters. Uh, Sharon, where's the first one from? Bangkok, Thailand. Way out there somewhere. And nobody here seems to know where Thailand is, but the Lord knows and the person writing us knows. And we'll find it on the map here. All right, then what? What do they have to say? My beloved spiritual father, Pastor Tony Alamo, many greetings to you and your dedicated family and all the saints in your ministry in the precious name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. May God continue protecting you and may he send forth his angels to be on guard over you, your family, and God-given ministry. I hope this letter will get to you in the best of time and that it brightens your day. Pastor, the Christian inmates here are also sending their warm, affectionate greetings to you. One of them is expressing his heartfelt gratitude for your wonderful literature. He said that he has never seen such a man of God like Pastor Tony Alamo before, and that after going through your gospel literature and the Messiah book, his eyes are now open. He was a strong member of the Catholic religion before he got into trouble. You see, the Lord will forgive people for being Catholics. All you got to do is just get down on your knees and ask the Lord to come into your heart, and you won't be a Catholic anymore. You'll be a son of God, a real born-again Christian. Then what do they say? My Father in the Lord, thank you for the fresh bread and the spiritual food from heaven. In fact, I'm short of words because the anointing in the gospel literature and the Messiah book was so much, and my heart felt the winds of change after reading through all of them. It's absolutely fabulous. I read them every day and use them to preach sermons on Sunday during our Christian fellowship. The mere materials are a great blessing to all of us here. This contributes to our knowledge and helps us grow spiritually in the Lord. Pastor, you are incomparable. For this wondrous work you are doing around the globe, may the good Lord add many years to your life, and may you live longer than Methuselah. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. I'm incomparable because uh, I'm of the Lord. I, uh, the Lord is the one that's incomparable, and the reason people think I'm uncomparable is that I just use his word. It's uh, nothing of me except that uh, it's the Lord. Everything is the Lord, and all the glory goes to him. I won't be cutting a song called To God Be the Glory, and many other songs with um, somebody, a good producer, a real wonderful producer that I've used before in the past. They're going to do it real soon. A good director, arranger, and writer. All right, so uh, then what? Actually, I came to Thailand in search of greener pasture with hopes of picking up an English teaching job, but very unfortunately things failed to work out as I had expected. I was still struggling for life, fighting for survival before I got into trouble, which brought me here in December of last year. Pastor, you are my spiritual father. I can never lie to you. The truth is that I never knew about drugs, nor had I ever done the drug business before, but I was innocently set up by the police in order for them to be promoted. Pastor, I really thank God for his word. Isn't that sick where police and government agents and prosecuting attorneys, they want to convict the innocent so that they can, a prosecutor can become judge or a, a cop can become something or other. And uh, they don't know what they're doing to their own souls. Uh, They're sowing no mercy at all to people. And uh, God is uh, doing something in their life that they're not going to like. 
Uh, God's raining down his wrath, and nobody seems to know where it, uh, his wrath is going to come next. This is coming in cities in Missouri and uh, back east and in the Midwest uh, and in the uh, Northwest and the West Coast, all different places you see the Lord's hand cursing people, cursing the uh, children that they have because they are on drugs or they're uh, taking people that are innocent and bringing them into uh, trapping them like uh, it's just unbelievable. When I was in prison, there was a man that the police, he was a police officer, a highway patrolman. And they brought, uh, he put him in prison for years because he took uh, some uh, powdered sugar and uh, he, uh, it was very stupid on his very bad, very evil to take powdered sugar from uh, police officers uh, that he, he didn't know were police officers. And they put him in prison for years because he thought it was heroin. And uh, that's right. That's why people shouldn't have any uh, evil in their heart because they'll do things to gain a few bucks and they sell themselves, uh, uh, send themselves down the river and set them up to become very bitter because of time that they're doing. It's like a technical thing. It wasn't heroin. It was powdered sugar. But nevertheless, he still went to prison because he thought it was uh heroin well that's what you get and i don't know the fullness of what this man is saying but he's in prison and uh, let's see what else he says i really thank god for his word for saying quote touch not mine anointed and do my prophets no harm unquote the word of god is the truth six months after i was falsely accused and put into prison by the police one of them was shot to death and the second one was seriously injured on his two legs. You see, God does that to the police. They used to raid our church over on Crescent Heights Boulevard, some half block off of the Sunset Strip. And uh, the police used to raid us every night and um, go down into the prayer rooms, throw smoke bombs down. It's the West Hollywood uh, Sheriff Department. And they'd come over and beat uh, the people up down in the prayer room, and it's just, uh, they're trying to make everybody afraid to follow a Christian work. It's the same thing where they frighten the disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ um, because they took him and Peter swore up and down that he didn't know who Jesus was when a woman recognized him as being one of the twelve. But, uh, and that's the same thing today. So many people are fearful and unbelieving. And the Bible tells us in the book of Revelation that the fearful and unbelieving will be in the pit of hell with fornicators, adulterers, homosexuals, and all the riffraff of this earth. Uh, that's the scum of the earth, uh, those kind of people. God says they deserve to be burned. Uh, God did burn them up in the Old Testament. In the New Testament, he says they deserve to uh, be killed. Of course, we don't do that. We don't kill. We don't have guns. We don't have bullets, bombs, or any carnal weapon. But it's for sure we can call on the name of the Lord. 
and all the earth uh, that worships the Lord will call upon the Lord, and they will sing unto him. Um, all those people of this earth, uh, they're going to uh, bow down before the Lord. Every knee shall bow, and every tongue shall confess when the Lord is coming back. Thou art God, thou art God, thou art God, so that's going to please the Lord. They knew that before, but they just want to live their own life and impress their wives, impress their old lady, go home and say, man, I really gave those Christians a bad time today. And she laughs because she's got a good salary. And these are the kind of people that are on earth today. And so, but all the earth shall worship the Lord. Every knee is going to bow. Every tongue is going to confess. And all the things that you did that you didn't even remember that you did is going to come up right before your eyes in the flash of a second. And you're going to know that you're doomed, that you are doomed forever in hell and the lake of fire. And what a horrible thing. You're having fun now, but you won't be having any fun in hell and the lake of fire. That's the world's worst place to be. And the problem with it is, is that it goes on forever and ever. Okay, do you have more? Yes. May yeah. God reward you as you attend to my letters. I would like to end here. I'm hoping to receive your favorable reply. I thank you for accepting me as your son and accepting me into the family of Christ. May God richly bless you, your family, and your ministry. Long live the world pastor, Tony Alamo. Long live his dedicated family, your son, Judge K. Williams, from Bangkok, Thailand. Okay, we'll send a copy of this uh, CD and a tape, just in case he, so that he can hear this. Uh, uh, God rewarded you, uh, son, by killing one of the police. Then the other one was seriously injured in his legs. You know, so many people have uh, diabetes today. You get injured in your legs, and it's very hard to uh, to pull out of that. Uh, so the Lord let that one live a little longer to maybe teach him a lesson and maybe he'll repent. Let's pray that he does. They must have really been horrible. They must have been very bad to put you in prison on false charges, just like the prosecuting attorney and just as the judge McCullough in Memphis, Tennessee did. He knows that I was innocent and yet he will not blot that uh, evil things that people said about me in that case out. We found out after that I had been sentenced and served time that uh, it came out that the prosecuting attorney was hiding all the evidence that was on my side. Uh, he uh, let the jury know, he said, I, that Tony Alamo hid his books when all the time I gave them over to them and to him, and he hid the books and stated that he had not been given to him. Uh, the books would have showed without a doubt that I was absolutely innocent. But they felt that I was such an underdog because the media has attacked me so much. They have attacked me uh, just constantly for 44 years, ever since I became a Christian. Before I became a Christian, everybody loved me. They thought I was the greatest guy. And if I even went to jail for, you know, uh, driving too fast, I'd spend a night there. All the cops would surround me. 
in jail. They let me out of the cell and let me go into the room where they were. And they'd be asking me all kinds of questions like, do you date any of the superstars in Hollywood? What's it like to live in Hollywood? Uh, you know, you're pretty, uh, uh, you know, a guy that has been around quite a bit. Tell us all. And they just wanted to keep me up all night asking those questions. They absolutely loved to talk to me. And now they, uh, just because I mentioned the Lord, when all the time the earth shall worship the Lord and shall sing unto thee, they shall sing to thy name, Selah. The psalmist David states as we continue on in uh, this uh, psalm itself. Let's see, we'll continue on from uh, Psalm 66. All right, so... Um, and the Lord repays over at Crescent Heights where they used to raid us all day long, all night long. They uh, squad cars to come over there like we were criminals or something. And the reason they were coming over there is because the nude film places and the bars would call the police and, uh, officers and complain. They'd say, look up, man, we're paying you all this money uh, to... Um, you know, help us over here at our bars, our nightclubs, and these skin flicks. And uh, Alamo is over there causing people not to go to our nightclubs anymore. We're losing all of our customers to him and his wife, Susie. Well, so they'd arrest me on false charges if I was distributing literature on the street. They'd say that I was interfering with police officers. Or they'd make up and they'd start talking like uh, Germans. Well, Fritz, uh, what shall we, brother, in the, I'm in the back of the car, what shall we, uh, what charge shall we put uh, against him? And they say, should it be a 207 or a 105? I don't even remember the numbers. And they'd book me in there and we'd have to bail out. We didn't have any money then either. And every one of those officers, there must have been about 15 to 20 of them, they all were killed. And certainly not by us, but they were killed in gunfights. And the way we found that out is the bus, uh, there was a guy that came through Alma, Arkansas, where we owned a restaurant there. We were the first in Alma to have a real, you know, uh, happy place to go and very good food. And... Um, this truck driver came in and says, I saw what these uh, cops were doing. I was a cop there, too. And I wouldn't partake in it. I quit. And I just became, I said, I'd rather be a truck driver than to be um, involved with these guys. And he said, do you know that every single one of those guys got killed? Every single one of them. And so God does protect his people. And uh, they just out and out lied when they drag us into court and say all kinds of things, and I can't see that well. And so I just got up, Susie and I were eating from vending machines, and some of the people that in our church that they had um, bring, uh, brought false accusations against. And so I went over to their table, and Susie was going, no, no, it was cops in plain clothes. And I went over, because I didn't have any change for the vending machine, and I said, you guys got any change? And they just looked at me in wonder because they thought I could see me. And they just shook their heads, no, like that. 
went over to the table and Susie says, you dumb head. You went over to those who are that cops that are bringing the false accusations against you. Well, it probably scared them to death that I had the guts to go over there and talk to him. It didn't bother me any. I thought it was funny, and Susie then started thinking it was funny as well. Oh, I've got so many stories to tell. It's like several lifetimes of stories uh, that uh, don't have time to tell all of it. But anyway, Sharon, you've got another letter? Yes. Okay, let's hear. Where is it from? Mabali, Uganda, Africa. Okay, that's where they... Uh, I believe that um, they held the Jews captive. They uh, kidnapped a whole bunch of them, uh, uh, hijacking a plane. And the Jews came over there and took all the Jewish people back to Israel. It was a victorious thing. All right, let's hear what they have to say. Dear Brother Pastor Tony Alamo, Receive greetings in the name of Jesus, our soon-returning King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Pastor and your team, I want to express my gratitude and thanks for all you are accomplishing for God's people in the world. I and my team are praying that the living God will continue to empower you all in Jesus' name. Pastor, the issue of this letter is first, I deeply appreciate the ten Bibles, the books entitled The Messiah According to Bible Prophecy, and the World Newsletters. They've been a tremendous help to us and have helped the ministry to reach people in the vicinity with the gospel. Souls are coming to Christ. Glory be to God. Please send me more Bibles, Messiah books, and newsletters, and Tony Alamo message tapes. Brother, thanks a lot. May God bless you richly. Give greetings to all the body of Christ, your beloved one in Christ, Pastor Alfred Majeni from Mabali, Uganda. Okay, well, I just have to uh, read this verse again. Uh, from Psalm 66. Okay, and this is verse uh, 4. All the earth shall worship thee, God, and shall sing unto thee. Now, the Bible, again, I'm going to repeat it. Whether your stubborn knees bows here on this earth now or not, your rotten, stubborn knees are going to bow before God and your tongue is going to dance in your head. Thou art God. Thou art God. O oh Lord, uh, let the mountains and the rocks fall on me. All the earth shall worship thee. And shall sing unto thee, those that are saved, they shall sing to thy name. Verse 5. Come and see the works of God. Uh, come and see. Look into the word of God. And then get saved yourself so that you can see the mighty way that he protects you, that he uh, delivers you from all evil. He is terrible in his doing toward the children of men. The Apostle Paul said, knowing the terror of the Lord, I preach the gospel. That's what the Lord did to me when I was in that office. He actually terrorized me. I never, uh, ever dreamed that God would be, uh, could see everything and know everything that's going on, let alone focus on me, of all people, uh, sinner. And uh, he focused on me and terrified me to the point that I still 
am so terrified of him after these uh, almost 44 years in the ministry. He's terrible in his doing toward the children of men. Yes, he was so terrible. There's no better word to explain it. Some people that, you know, believe that you know, Jesus is sweet Jesus and he doesn't threaten people. You're, you're crazy. You're going to the wrong church, folks, if that's what you believe. And that he's like little Bo Peep or somebody. Or like, you know, the tooth fairy. It's not like that at all. He's a terrible God. He's a terrorist. Uh, knowing the terror, the great terrorist, the Lord Jesus, the Lord God Almighty, we serve God, we preach the gospel. Verse 6, he turned the sea into dry land. You get it? Isn't that terrible if you saw that happen? Uh, to see the sea open up, that's not just a fabricated story or cleverly devised fable. It's well known that the entire Egyptian army drowned in their trying to do the same thing that the people of Israel do, that they walked through the water, uh, the middle of the sea on dry land. Then they tried it and they were uh, drowned. So he turned the sea into dry land, the Red Sea. They went through the flood on foot, the people of Israel did. That ought to show people that they're God's chosen people. If I were you, I'd lay off of them for your own good. There did we rejoice in him. Oh, when they saw that sea open and they got over on the other bank of the Red Sea, then they saw all their enemies destroyed. They certainly did rejoice, and how we rejoice as well with them. Uh, verse 7, he ruleth by his power. Well, you don't know what power is. You think that little skinny half-dead pope is uh, power just because he's got a bunch of idiots that uh, jump to the snap of his uh, bony fingers. That isn't power. He ruleth by his his power. Uh, how, for how long? It says forever. His eyes behold the nations. Let not the uh, rebellious people exalt themselves. Selah. What are you people re, um, rejoicing for? Um, don't exalt yourself. What are you doing that for? You're nothing. Uh, as soon as God gets um, tired of you, gets sick and tired of you, uh, you won't be here anymore. Verse 8. Oh, bless our God, ye people, and make the voice of his praise to be heard. Let him hear you praise him. Because if you don't praise him, that means that nobody can see that you really think that the Lord is worthy of praise. Verse 9, which holdeth our soul in life. That's what he did in the office when he, uh, when I was balking at doing his will. 
I was arguing with God. I says, Lord, I had my um, six motorcycle police with me, a limousine driver, and uh, Bobby Jameson and myself, and uh, a 17 person entourage with me. And I found out that the Lord held my soul uh, in life. He could take it right then. He was pulling my soul in and out of my body. When I decide, I says, uh, I must be crazy that this is happening to me. Something terribly wrong. I can't hear, but I can hear this voice booming through me uh, and sweeping through me like I'm a screen door and the wind is going this way and that way. And I could hear him and um, telling me to stand up on my feet and tell the people in the office about the Lord Jesus Christ and that he's coming back to earth again or the threat or thou shalt die. And he opened my head and showed me where I'd be going. That would be hell if I'm not obedient to his word. So he held. Uh, and then when uh, I was, was going to run out of the office, uh, I finally pushed myself up. He started pulling the soul right out of my body and then he'd stuff it back in and I said I'll tell him I'll tell him I started screaming in myself don't 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 kill me here I thought I was a big you know heavyweight uh, guy uh, heavyweight dude they call him but um, I wasn't heavyweight then I knew he reduced me to a whimpering, simpering, groveling uh, monkey. And that's what he's going to do to everybody. And, whoa, will I love to see that. Verse 9, which holdeth our soul in life and suffereth not our feet to be moved. That is, he's talking, and David's talking about those that really worship the Lord. But I didn't worship the Lord, but I knew that he held my soul in the balances. I either would do what he said and have eternal life, or I would not do what he said and I would be lost forever in hell. And I knew that all the scriptures that I'd ever heard people on the street preaching, uh, you know, God can take your soul and all this, ah, get out of here, you know, I tell them. And suffer us not our feet to be moved if we really, really love him. Verse 10, for thou, O God, has proved us. Uh, you put us through fire, and we uh, did what you said. Thou hast tried us as silver is tried. Verse 11, thou broughtest us into the net. Oh, I know what the psalmist David is talking about here. Thou... Uh, latest affliction upon our loins. I was so afflicted that day, and I've been afflicted when he wants to chase me. He knows how to get my attention very quickly. Verse 12, thou hast caused men to ride over our heads. I got a little bit fat and sassy there for a while and wasn't bringing as many messages as I should have and wasn't studying as much as I should have. And wham, he allowed the um, enemy to uh, take all of our property away. Yeah, there were people in the church. I wasn't really attending to them as much as I should have. 
they were sinning terribly. It's a lot of them. And here comes the National Guard up there. I wasn't on the property at the time because the Lord before that told me to spread out, get your church in Chicago, get Miami, get over in New York, uh, over on the ridge in Los Angeles, all these different places. So I did that. So uh, he caused men to ride over our heads. He did that with the people in the church. He, they pushed him out, them all off the property. And we went through fire. They did go through fire and through water. But thou brought us, us out into a wealthy place. Okay, so they took all the things away, and I knew, I predicted to all the people in the church that I don't see how God is allowing you to have this property. And sure enough, they came in and took it away from them. There were a few cases of people fornicating, and I, I didn't know we've got so much property. I don't know what people are doing on every piece of property. I don't know what the people in New Jersey are doing or Los Angeles except the people reported. And I do get lots of reports every day, but there's none of that going on anymore. So uh, verse 13 says, I will go into thy house with burnt offerings. I will pay thee my vows. One thing you never want to do is make a vow to the Lord and not keep it. Because it's much better for you not to vow then it would be for you to vow and not keep your vows. Verse 14, which my lips have uttered, vows that my lips have uttered. I have kept every vow that I made to you, Lord. And my mouth hath spoken when I was in trouble. Verse 15, I will offer unto thee burnt sacrifices. Well, nowadays, burnt sacrifices don't do anybody any good because the majority of the law was burnt uh, offerings. That's the part of the law that's over with. But the moral law always stays intact. Jesus said that he didn't come to destroy the moral law. He came to fulfill it. When he came, that ended all the burnt sacrifices of animals because the book of Hebrews tells us that the blood of animals can no longer uh, take away sin because the true sacrifice came into the world, and that was Jesus. And Jesus is the true sacrifice. The blood that he shed on the cross uh, washes away the blood of all people that come unto him. They wash away every sin that you've ever committed. I will offer unto thee burnt sacrifices because what he's saying here is that he is um, uh, signifying that he believed that Jesus was coming and therefore these animal sacrifices were just figures or types of the Lord uh, to come to shed his blood. Because there's no forgiveness of sins without the shedding of blood. Why God does it that way? That's just the way he is. He wants us to know that he loved us so much that he gave his only begotten son 
It would seem to me or most people that he loved us more than his son because he sent him into the world to be slaughtered for us. So that should show people somewhat of that he uh, loves us uh, more or certainly as much as his son. No, he doesn't love us more. He loves his son more because, but he knew that there was no other way to save us. So he, they had a conference in the kingdom of heaven and came up with the idea that he, Jesus, would pay the price for everybody's sin once and for all. But then after their sins are forgiven, Jesus plainly states to everybody, now go and sin no more. To ignore that commandment is death unto you, because once you've been born again of the Spirit, you've been saved, uh, and then you go back into the world, then the Lord doesn't have any more offer of uh, sacrifices for you to uh, be washed in his blood. So there's blots and blemishes on you, and you can no longer attend the marriage supper of the Lamb. So verse 15, David is saying, back then they uh, sacrificed animals, I will offer unto thee burnt sacrifices. I will signify, in other words, that you're coming to shed your blood of uh, uh, fatlings, fat animals, with the incense of rams. I will offer bullocks with goats. Selah. Verse 16. Come and hear all ye that fear God. If you fear God. If you don't fear God, you're nothing. You never do anything for him. Pray for fear so that you will uh, fulfill what the Lord said our whole duty is, and that is to fear God and keep his commandments. This is the whole duty of man, is to fear God and keep his commandments. So come and hear all ye that fear God, and I will declare what he hath done for my soul. Uh, David wants to give a testimony of what God has done for his soul. And that's why I like to give my testimony too. Come close and hear all ye that fear the Lord, Lord God, and I will declare what he has done for me, for my soul. He saved my soul. Verse 17, I cried unto him with my mouth, and he was extolled with my tongue. God loved uh, to the praises of the saints. And you know that uh, the Lord's power dwells in the praises of his saints. So if you praise and thank the Lord all day long, like David did in his soul, there's no doubt that the Lord would be with you as he was with David until the time that he had committed adultery with Uriah's wife. Now, he had many wives, and the Lord never was angry about that. As a matter of fact, uh, the Bible says that God gave those wives to him, but God uh, really cursed David uh, when he had committed adultery with Uriah's wife and then sent him out to the front lines to be killed because he'd made her pregnant. So verse 17, I cried unto him with my mouth. 
uh, and he was extolled with my tongue. Uh, verse 18, if I regard a sin, if I regard iniquity, if I pay attention to iniquity in my heart, if I like sin in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. So we're not to pay attention to sin. We're not to be tempted. We're to flee from the very appearance of evil. And God <coughs> knew David very well. And David knew God very well. And he said, verse 18, If I regard the iniquity or sin in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. And it's so important for the Lord to hear you because there's so much trouble in the world today that we need to pray to God and we need for him to hear us. Why would a person cut themselves off from the ears, the hearing ears of God? Verse 19, but verily God hath heard me. Uh, he has attended to the voice of my prayer. So many people say, well, God has put me on hold. Uh, he doesn't hear my prayers. Well, that isn't God's fault because he plainly states if you're not righteous, uh, if you haven't been covered in the blood of Jesus, if you're not doing his will, he won't pay any attention to you. As a matter of fact, when you're going out into eternity, he said he'll mock you and laugh at you and jeer at you because what you're doing by not paying any attention to God or praying to him and uh, seeking his face, seeking his word, well, he says that you're mocking him. You're thumbing your nose at him. And that's, uh, you know, uh, there's so many people that don't realize, especially young people, how quickly life goes. It was just the other day when I remember at uh, two years old, I remember the day I was born. Now, a lot of people may not uh, receive that, but nevertheless, it's true. I mean, the same brain that's in my head, of course, my brain is more developed now. I'm older and I'm wiser now, but I remembered when I was born. I didn't know whether I was a meatloaf or a, a whatever, because um, nobody was saying anything. Nobody played any music. There was nobody saying, I love you. Oh, you're so cute or something like that. Or you're so ugly. So whatever. Uh, nobody was saying anything. It was silent. And I heard somebody laughing, and I thought, what am I? Am I a um, a roast? Or I didn't even know what a roast was, but am I something to eat? Uh, these wicked laughs, it, uh, it's like horrible. People should play music, and when a baby is born, they should say, we love you. We really love you, because it's frightening when you can remember that. I remember it so much because it frightened me so much. So when my little daughter was born, I uh, played music for her, and I said, we love you. Everybody loves you, honey. You're a little human being like we are. We're all a big family, and we're all, uh, we love you. Your mommy loves you, and your daddy loves you, and all the people here at the church love you, and everybody wants to see what you look like. And then I played gospel music and country music and uh, uh, really good pop music, and she doesn't have any of those bad memories about being born. So, uh, blessed be God, which hath not 
uh, turned away my prayer, nor his mercy from me. That's the stupidest thing that a person could do is just turn away God's mercy. Well, how do you do that? By being unmerciful to people, by making people feel like they're dogs or cattle like the Vatican does, and that everyone needs to be burned at the stake that doesn't believe the same way they do. And uh, uh, people that uh, think that they are the elite. Um, and uh, the people that just don't attend to other people. But verily God has heard me. And why? Because uh, he has attended to the voice of my prayer. And why? Because Every person that we come in front of in this world is like unto Jesus. The Lord said, if you treat them well, if you visit people that are in hospitals, if you visit people that are in prison, if you uh, see people that are hungry and you feed them and they need something to drink and you give them to drink, and they uh, also that uh, they uh, need clothing and you give it to them, well, then you... Inasmuch as you've done it to the least of the Lord's people, you've done it unto him. And so he will be, uh, he'll, he'll bless you. And we bless God. Blessed be God, which hath not turned away my prayer, nor his mercy from me. Because what I did is I have been merciful to people, and therefore God is merciful to me. Now, this is Psalm 67. It's so good to read uh, this from this psalmist who loved God with all of his heart and soul. And then he relaxed one day, and that was it when he uh, put his guard down. We have to have the whole armor of God on. We have to have the shield of faith. We have to have the helmet of salvation. We have to know that we belong to the Lord and that we're saved and that he hears us and that he answers us, and that he shows us great and mighty things that we have not seen or known. And we have to have on the breastplate of righteousness because there isn't anything worse than having a conscience that convicts us, that points its bony finger at us. Whenever we go to reprove somebody, the Lord... Uh, our conscience will say, you do the same things, you're a hypocrite. And more uh, of uh, condemnation becomes on us because we are not, um, we're not honest with people. So Psalm 67 to the chief musician on Neganoth, a psalm of or song. First uh, one, God be merciful unto us and bless us. Some people never even ask for God's mercy and therefore they don't get it. If you ask, you shall receive. If you seek, you will find. If you knock, the door of heaven will be opened. That is, if the blood of Jesus is on your soul. So God be merciful unto us because we've been merciful unto others and bless us and cause his face to shine upon us. Selah. Verse 2, that thy way may be known. 
Show us your way, Lord. Your word shows us what your way is. That's why we have to study. Uh, show, okay, that thy way may be known upon earth. And I know it. This is so joyful to know the word of God. Thy saying, thy saving health among all nations. Praise ye the Lord. Verse 3, let the people praise thee, O God. Let all the people praise thee. Praise the, the power of God is in his praises. The praises of God's saints is where the power of God lies. Verse 4, O oh, let the nations be glad and sing for joy. That's why we have to pray for the unsaved, so that we can get the nations to be glad and sing for joy. But are they doing that? Absolutely not. They're bombing one another, and, and they can't come to a, an agreement because so many of them are possessed with the devil. And there's no agreement that God has with the people of the devil. The people of the Lord cannot agree uh, for any peace on the grounds that the people of the uh, devil are trying to make with them. In one side of their mouth, they're saying, let's run the Jews into the sea. And on the other side, we want to sit down and make peace. How do you make peace with the devil? It's impossible. The only way you can make peace is when you're all of one mind, one spirit, I mean, one body, the body of Christ. Oh, let the nations be glad and sing for joy. For thou shalt judge the people. Well, the nations are not going to be happy about that. The Lord is going to judge the people righteously. You're going to get your righteous desert and uh, govern the nations upon the earth. Let's do that again. Oh, let the nations be glad and sing for joy. Will they sing for joy? No. For thou shalt judge the people righteously. You're going to get, all of us are going to get what we deserve and govern the nations upon the earth. Selah. Verse 5. Let the people praise thee, O God, for the Lord dwells in the praises of his saints. Let the people of the Lord praise thee, O God. Let all the people praise thee. Let everybody in the world praise them. They're all going to say, Thou art God, Thou art God. They're going to bow their knees. And it's just going to go that way. No matter what you, uh, if you don't want to bow your knee, you're still going to do it anyway. He's going to come back and make you do it. I see my time is up, so I'm going to put a marker here so that we can continue on uh, tomorrow, possibly, if the Lord's will is for me to continue on in this uh, chapter and in this verse. So uh, what we need to do now is pray. So um, those of you that want to be part of this mighty powerful army of God say to the Lord my Lord and my God have mercy upon my soul a sinner 
I believe that Jesus Christ is the son of the living God, and I believe that he died on the cross and shed his precious blood for the forgiveness of all my former filthy sins. And I believe that you, Father God, raised Jesus from the dead by the power of the Holy Spirit. I open the door of my heart, and I invite you into my heart, Lord Jesus, Father God, Holy Spirit, wash all my former filthy sins away in your precious blood. You, Lord God, will not turn me away. You said that all that call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Therefore, I know that you have heard me, and I know that you have answered me, and I know that I am saved. And I thank you, Lord Jesus, for saving my soul. Now just raise your hands up and praise and thank God. Give praises unto the Lord God. In the mighty name of Jesus, praise the Lord for saving your soul. And get a King James Version of a Bible now and start uh, reading along with me as I read in the Bible. And uh, share and tell our listening audience how they can receive a copy of this program, number 620-620. Go to com or write to Tony Alamo Christian Ministries, P.O. Box 6467, Texarkana, Texas, 75505 or call area code 479-782-7370 that's 479-782-7370 or fax to area code 479-782-7406 all right this is world pastor tony alamo again uh stating tune in tomorrow for another powerful message of the true gospel of the lord jesus christ we're all going to stand by ourselves before the judgment bar of God. Naked we came into this world, and we're not going to have a stitch on when we go before the judgment bar of God. We're going to be there all by our lonesome, and here's George Jones to sing Lonesome Valley. <laughs> You gotta walk, you gotta walk, walk it by yourself. Jesus walked this lonesome valley, and he had to walk it by himself. Nobody else could walk it for him. He had to walk. Walk it by himself. Oh, you gotta walk. You gotta walk. That lonesome valley. Oh, you gotta go. You gotta go. There by yourself. yourself. Nobody else can walk it for you. You gotta walk. Walk it by yourself. Stand your trial You have to stand By yourself Nobody else Can stand it for you You have to stand 
yourself Oh, you gotta walk That lonesome valley Oh, you gotta walk Gonna walk it for you. You gotta walk. You gotta walk. Walk it by yourself. Some folks say that old John was a bad. Some folks say he was a Jew. But the Bible plainly, it plainly tells us. That old Johnny was a preacher too. Well, you gotta watch of that lonesome valley. Yeah, you gotta watch it by yourself. Nobody here is gonna walk it for you. You gotta walk. Walking by yourself, you gotta walk that lonesome valley. You gotta. 